to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and welcome back to another week, y'all. Um, let's see, this week, uh, we're going to do a full show. Um, I think this week has been difficult for everyone, and so I think I'm going to touch on that. Um, so I think this is going to be just my my women episode. Um and so my week has pretty much been on me just kind of unplugging, um, spending time with my family, um, and really just trying to be as quiet as possible, um, especially in times like this. Um, so that's pretty much how I kind of spent my week. And so uh, for Motivational Monday, um, I want you to do a journal entry. And when there's times like this, especially with so much going on in the media, so much going on in the world, um, so much trauma that's happening right now. Um, you have to take the time to unplug. I encourage that all the time. I I've talked about, I think a few episodes. So for motivational Monday, I want you to take some time to unplug from, it could be social media, it could be a TV, um, and spend time with yourself. And so I want you to journal, um, how I spent my time unplugged. And it's just you talking about what you did while you um, were disconnected to the world. Because in times like this, it's important to just give yourself a break, right? All right. So for Black Excellence this week, I saw some pretty cool news. Uh, Michael Jordan, he became the first Black principal owner of a full-time NASCAR Cup Series team. And his driver is going to be Bubba Wallace. Uh, I think this is pretty cool I think this is really important just to have um more seats at the table and just have representation um across the boards and so he's kind of breaking barriers in the sport that is usually um majority white so um yeah I thought that was pretty cool all right so I don't have many um hot topics this week I'm just going to kind of go through just a few um I think I just have two this week and then we'll just go into the thought of the week so last week I spoke of, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, right now she lays in the state in the Capitol. Um, and she also became the first woman and the first Jewish person to lie in state. Um, it's been, it's, you know, what's been kind of weird, um, when it came to her death is that, uh, I think it's, I find it to be odd when people criticize someone or speak of someone's legacy in death. Um, I mean, I, I think you're speaking their legacy, but I mean, speak of them in a negative way. So, um, it's been like a few articles. And I actually listened to a podcast last week, um, where they were talking about like, why are black people, uh, celebrating or well, not celebrating, but like in mourning for RBG and, um, how she didn't really do any, do much for black people. Um, and I mean, that could be true. Maybe somewhere up in there. Like, I mean, I definitely think with some stuff, you know, you can say some things, yes, but um, the amount of uh, movement that she did for women in general um, is something that, you know, uh, is undescribable. So it's just kind of weird when people do stuff like that, because I mean, you know, she definitely opened so many doors and broke so many barriers for women and I'm a woman. And so, um, yeah, she definitely had effect on my life and all the women, um, you know, so um it's kind of weird when people do that. I uh, don't really understand it really. Also, I've heard like, um, you know, the the main thing 
the big thing that's going on right now is that, you know, her dying wishes was that she wanted to wait until, um, the next president, the next president came into the seat to, uh, replace her, you know, in case she passed and, you know, the Republicans, you know, to be honest with you, they just don't give a fuck, you know, literally like the same day she passed away, like not even 24 hours later, Mitch McConnell went out and was like, yeah, Trump's going to have his uh, nomination, uh, the next coming weeks, you know? Uh, we also had Donald Trump this week saying that like, you know, how he needs to replace her seat because he's basically saying that, he, you know, if say he lost, he's not going to just over, um, like pass over, you know, his seat. So I think what we're seeing right now, like is, is actually kind of scary. And I think we need to pay attention a lot more to like the shit that he says, the shit that he's trying to do and the things that's going on. Um, and I think it was pretty sad that, uh, all of a sudden it's just this need to replace her right now. When, um, I remember when Barack Obama was in office and he was trying to, um, I think he had like 11 months left of his presidency and he was trying to, um, replace the seat and like the Republicans, Mitch McConnell, same person, um, basically declined and denied him doing that or whatever, saying it was too close to the next presidency, uh, presidential election. So, um, it's just, it's just amazing to me that we're literally like two months away or a month away for the next presidential election. And, um, it's just no regard even for our final wishes. And so, um, yeah, I, th I think the stuff that sometimes I think people focus on, we should probably focus on things that really matter. And, um, you know, she did a lot. And so I want to just acknowledge that and just, you know, also to speak of just craziness that's fucking going on in this world. We, we living in crazy times and scary times. Um, if you ask me, uh, so I definitely, you know, if anything, I want us all just to stay woke and definitely get out and vote everyone. And if you know people, I was talking to my sorority sister last night and she was saying how she always goes like on her Facebook page and her social medias and telling people to vote. And she's like, but the same people that she's telling to vote, like her whole timeline is them telling other people to vote. And she was just saying that, you know, um, we need to make sure that we're hitting people that's not saying anything about voting, you know, um, cause the like-minded people, we're all saying the same things, but we need to be hitting those cousins and those, you know, aunties and uncles out there that, um, might not really give a crap about, uh, voting and stuff like that. We need to make sure that we're, um, you know, hitting everybody. Cause this year more than anything, I think we need to all vote, you know, like our life depending on it, you know, because it's just, we're living in crazy times. We really are. All right. So, um, my next thing I want to talk about before I go into the thought of the week. So Tory Lanez, he, I, I, I personally, you know, I posted on my page. I think he should be ashamed of himself. He came out with like a tone deaf diss track for Meg Thee Stallion and an album. Um, this is in the same week that we are literally in the middle of experiencing, um, you know, civil unrest with the travesties with the Breonna Taylor case. And you're coming out with a diss track talking about, um, a, a black woman that you shot. I, I don't get, I don't listen to him and I don't even get how people can support this dude. I think that's like what we're seeing. is just a high level of toxic masculinity. Once again, we're seeing that, um, people really don't care about black women. Um, 
so yeah so he's like you know talking about how they were seeing each other all that and I another thing I hate too I can't stand when like men or you know even females whoever I can't stand when people go and talk about you know maybe something that might have been private obviously y'all were doing that in secret or whatever the fuck y'all were doing with each other it doesn't really matter but if if that if y'all were cool and y'all were doing that well, why are you telling us right like why are you speaking on that it's just like when people are friends and then they stop being friends and then now they go and tell people like tell everybody the person's business but why are y'all doing that like what is your purpose in doing that I, I never understand shit like that to save my life and it's the most clown shit ever and I think he looks like a fucking clown I think he should be ashamed of himself and I think that the diss track all that shit is the most tone deaf shit you could possibly do right now because it's stupid so that's all I really want to say in regards to that and him but yeah but that's all I really have for the hot topics this week um I just wanted to just kind of cover some stuff and so now we can just go into the thought of the week all right so for the thought of the week um I wanted to spend some time and talk about uh, the Breonna Taylor case. Uh, this has been something that, you know, I followed the whole entire year, just like everybody else. Um, I think it's been interesting to see so many just varying opinions. It's been kind of weird. Um, but um, I just want to spend some time talking about it um, for my thought of the week this week. So this week we saw that um, they finally came, they finally announced the whether or not charges was going to be made. Uh, there was no charges that was, um, that was made for anyone in regards to, um, arresting the murders. Um, so one of the officers did get charged with wanton endangerment. And that basically means in a nutshell that basically he was charged for the missed bullets that didn't hit her, but hit other people apartments. And so that's what he was charged for, but no one was charged, uh, in the case for Breonna Taylor. Um, I wanted to talk about this in regards to also just black trauma. Um, for me, I've been trying to be, um, really quiet this week and just really kind of like, um, in my thoughts and in my prayers for that family, because, um, there's no money in the world to me that could ever replace my child's life right and what's sad about the case is and to the point that I think as black people we're becoming desensitized to these things because when something happens the first thing that you automatically think and I know that I I can say that I've thought it and even in Breonna Taylor's case like I honestly didn't think that she was going to get justice like I kind of assumed this is how it was going to be because we've seen so many times where you know, people are blatantly killed, you know, and it's rare when the cops actually get any kind of level of anything happening to them. Right. So when I saw, um, last week that they gave the family $12 million, I kind of assumed that no one was going to get charged. Um, and that's kind of sad to say, but I really kind of assumed that, you know, um, it's been really sad to me, which is why I talked about unplugging, um, when the, the day the charges came out or announcement came out, um, I was on social media and, you know, and I'm, I, I read the comments and I actually saw somebody post and say, black people, please stop reading comments 
because the levels of just insanity and the things people say and the things they were saying about this young lady um, and just saying like, you know, the family should just be happy with the money, right? How can you say that about somebody that lost their child who was sleeping in their bed and doing nothing wrong to anybody, you know? And I asked myself this week, why do people hate black people so much? Like, why, why is it that you have to feel the need to say black lives matter because you really see, especially times like this, when you read those comments, I mean, you really see how people really have no regard to black lives, really. Even down to people literally, I was looking at this article the other day and this teacher was like suspended or something from school to where they had to ban people from wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts because they were, they said that it was causing a distraction. How literally can somebody saying Black Lives Matter become so, you know, make someone so angry, right? To the point of you have to literally ban it from a school, a t-shirt that says Black Lives Matter, right? It's just the most, it it really has been the most heartbreaking case, I I really think. Um, and just to give a snippet of the case, I mean, I'm just going to just give a rundown of it. Um, so the cops had a no-knock warrant. They came into the apartment. And this is the thing that, that the other narrative that, that's killing me that they're trying to spin, saying like, well, they did what they were supposed to do because the boyfriend was shooting a gun at them, but he was licensed to carry you're in your home sleep. So you're scared out of your sleep, right? Because you think somebody's breaking into your place and you are protecting your, your girlfriend in your home and you shoot back. And so then that's, they're saying like, Oh, well, that's what gave them the reason to go ahead and just, you know, let loose in the house where, you know, they shot and killed Breonna Taylor who, you know, was in her bed. Then they didn't even report the shooting until 30 minutes later and they left her bleeding out for 20 minutes. So they didn't even, after they made the mistake, right? They didn't even try to get help or assistance for her. Like her life just didn't even matter. So it angers me when I see people say all these rationales and reasons as to why, you know, we're just looking at this wrong. And I'm like, we're not looking at this wrong. It's horrible. And, you know, and, and I'm a bonus parent, you know, I'm blessed to have a bonus kid, the child, and he didn't even come from my body. And I know how I would feel if this was my child. And I can only imagine your, you know, the grief and the pain that, that her parents are experiencing. And if I had somebody sit and tell me like, oh, we gave you money. So this was just a horrible mistake and that's it. I don't think I would have any. I, I would never, I, w- I wouldn't even get any rest or sleep. You know, I would still keep fighting for my child. So I totally, um, get the anger. You know, we've seen that the, uh, you know, the protests are still happening, but you know, it's been, a, it's been another protest down. I think it's still going on right now in Kentucky and people are angry and people are tired. People are tired. Like I have nothing against, you know, um, uh, police officers or whatever, you know, like, I think that just like we're all people, they're people, you have good cops, you have bad cops, you know, things like that. But, um, I think that when you don't even, you can't have people that's above the law, 
right? You still have to have people that's going to treat people with humanity and anybody in their right frame of mind looking at this case, you cannot sit and say that this shit is right and that nobody should be held accountable. But yet you charge one person on some shit that it, it like the, if you are charged with it, you could get up to five years, but you're basically going to get a fine. He's pretty much probably just going to get a fine. He's not going to go to jail and no one is charged. They also were supposed to have on body cams, which they didn't have that on either. So it's just a, a lot of shit that's wrong with this case. And it, you know, it's horrible. I think it's horrible. And I just, this was one that's going to probably stick with me. And so, um, I read this article and I'm going to read some of it. It's pretty long. So I tried to find like some pieces in it that, um, just to kind of, it's an opinion piece from the New York times, but it's, it was a really, really amazing article. I'm going to put it, um, in the, in the notes in case you want to read the whole thing. Um, cause it kind of pretty much sums up, I think what a lot of people, you know, feel. All right. So bear with me. I'm going to read some of this. When a grand jury charges were announced, only a third officer who was fired in June was charged and not with anything that had to do with the killing of Taylor. He was charged with wanton endangerment because he shot so randomly that some bullets entered adjacent apartments. Put another way, the bullets that provided the material for the crime were the ones that did not enter Taylor's body. In essence, a former officer was charged for the shots that missed her. That grand jury, the system, the state erased Taylor as if she had never existed. Her death was simply a tragedy, a regrettable mistake for which no punishment was merited or required. For the state, her body fell like a tree in the forest. For us, it landed like a thunderclap and shook the earth. It was a horror. It could have been us. It could have been someone we knew and loved. Taylor was just 26, the same age as my oldest son is now. Taylor was a certified EMT and her mother said she planned a lifelong career in healthcare. My son is in medical school. She could have been my daughter. My son could have been her. They are both adults to be sure, but to us, their parents, they are our children, our babies. You can't just cut down someone's baby and say, oh, well, no amount of money can fill the hole that that loss will leave. It's so egregious. It's like so many of these, many of these police shootings. And for months we waited to see if justice would be served, hoping against hope, hoping against hope, knowing that history has trained us in trauma, knowing that justice, justice was unlikely. And in the end, the system performed precisely as expected is it disregarded the black body and and defended the state bodies. When you are injured or killed by community violence, the law is on your side or on the side of the ones the, of the loved ones who grieve you. Justice in those cases can be swift and brutal, but when it is the state doing the hurting and killing, the law is on their side. They are the law. That is why state violence is so insidious, because you are nearly helpless to protect yourself from it. People have to chant Black Lives Matter to assert it, to make it hang in the air so that both one, so that both the person speaking these words and the person hearing them can remember it because the system demonstrates continu- continually that those lives don't matter to it. Taylor was killed by the disastrous war on drugs that is it, that itself hopelessly racialized. She was killed by the judicial system that granted the warrant. She was killed by the militarized hyper-policing that is too often dangerous and deadly. She was killed by public indifference that lets it all let that lets all this play out without demanding correction. This is a woeful ritual. 
This is a perpetual parade of anger and astonishment of loss and longing of demand and justice and being denied it. It is weighing on the souls of black America and all Americans of good conscience. America has created an unstable, unsustainable condition. One that I fear one day will explode. And yet the country lacks the will and inclination to right its wrongs. America sadly will regret this. Uh, it was a good explanation in regards to basically just kind of giving a sum of how people feel. Um, and I think people are just tired. You know, I think it's crazy that people still, I literally still have people ask me like, why are people so upset? And I think that that's, that in itself is just crazy to me that you don't, that, you know, you really have people in this world that really act like they don't understand. Um, or it could just be the level of just their white privilege. I'm not really sure. But, um, you know, I wanted to spend my time, you know, talking about this a little bit and just, um, sharing my thoughts on it. Um, you know, my prayers is to her family and her parents, definitely. And, you know, I, I hope that one day I will see us live in a world where, um, there's, there's less hate. You know, I say all the time and I, I, I wear, uh, be kind t-shirts and sweatshirts because I really, it's really my mantra. And I really, really believe that, you know, I think that we need to love more and hate less and be kind to each other. And if we just had a small amount of just that, you know, and empathy and compassion and just love for each other, like the world in itself would just be better. But we have so much hate and so much just shit, you know, it, I, I don't know. And, you know, it's not the same for, it's just not black people. Reality is just not the same. Right. And every time my kid leaves this house, um, I'm always thinking about him and his safety every time he leaves. And so, um, you know, when I talk to my friends and I talk to my friends, that's of, you know, different color, like, you know, that's not, that's not their reality. You know, and, and we have, and we kind of have those discussions a little bit, just how like, it's just a difference of realities with people and it's sad realities. Right. So, um, I just wanted to spend some time and just kind of talk about that and just kind of talk about some of the things that's just going on. Um, and I think it's just really sad. And I think it's really sad that Breonna Taylor did not get justice. Um, all the work and pieces involved really should be just really fucking ashamed of themselves. And I think just, you know, me speaking as a black woman, I think as a woman, we're already, you know, taught to be careful of your surroundings, be mindful because, you know, you have so many people that just try to take shit from women, you know, um, could probably could potentially attack you, could do this, could do that. And just don't have no regard for women. Right. And now it's, you know, it's even scarier when you could be laying in your bed and you still not safe inside of your own home. Right. You know, we saw where Botham Jean, you know, he was eating ice cream in his, his own apartment and a cop came in because she claimed she was in the wrong apartment and just shot him dead in his, in his own place. And it's just a scary thing that like, even inside of your safe place, you still potentially can't be safe. So, you know, I think it's just weighing, I think it's just weighing on so many people. And in this case, um, they definitely got this wrong very much so, but I knew the fact that it took six, seven months just to get some kind of announcement towards it. I already knew they were going to, it was going to be some bullshit. And when they gave that money to the family, 
I already knew that that was going to be their way of just dismissing that shit off. And no amount of money can make you dismiss somebody's life. So it's just very sad. So I just want to end there and just say, you know, my prayers and thoughts to the family. Definitely. Um, and they definitely, you know, got this wrong for sure. And so, uh, that's all I have for the thought of the week. That's all I have for this episode. Um, don't forget guys to go back. If you're not, uh, if you haven't listened to every episode and catch some old episodes, um, I definitely, uh, would appreciate any feedback you want to leave as well. Um, I look forward to you guys feedback every week. And also don't forget that you can also find the pod on, um, SoundCloud, Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Google podcasts. I think I'm pretty much everywhere on most streaming, um, networks. So definitely follow if you're not already following definitely feedback if you're not doing that um and uh yeah so you can find me on instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast you can find me on twitter at ijmt podcast and you can find me at my email is ijmt podcast at gmail.com um like always i thank you so much for listening it's mika here and i appreciate you